Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host, as always, the mug, your co-host, the Pope, the modeler is with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 AFL and NRL season. And it's a big welcome back to the Pope. Christmas Eve, mug, not many better things in sport than an origin decider at Suncorp and we're 24, 24 hours out. Your take so exciting day and a bit coming up for us. Fantastic, uh, Pope. And I know one man who gets really excited about this sort of stuff is the modeler. Well, it's good to be here again. Very much looking forward to the decider and, and the uh, the bonus that we've got back into the full rounds as well for both codes uh, leading after that. So, so looking forward to this one again and tomorrow night, obviously. Fantastic, boys. Well, let's uh, let's go back and have a quick chat about how the weekend. Uh, panned out for us and uh, I might go to you again Modler because uh, you've put up a big price Um, so we'll we'll maybe go to you first you can talk about Essendon and then uh, go through the rest of your bets. Yeah so the Bombers I think we put up on the potty at $4.80 at the time Mm, Um, really like them I think I had them about $3.50-ish I think I had them Um, got the rub of the green there with some from laid outs for Brisbane but um, still like them uh, even at the 360, I think they came into come email time, and um, yeah, it was, a, it was a yeah good to see them win in the end. So always good to tip up a big win, you know, at the line, but you know also at the you know big head-to-head price. So that was a nice one to have. Beautiful. Uh, a few other ones, so doggies, yeah, didn't didn't uh, turn up at all. It didn't look like against I think the Swans. Um, Freo, we had a, a bit of a lean on against the Saints, and that was good to get over. Yep, well done. And uh, I think we tipped up West Coast on the. Potty, I think I might have mentioned I was uh, only a slight lean on them. Hopefully, I did mention that. Um, yeah, couldn't, you know, they sort of had a almost a game of two halves against Carlton there, so no good there. Uh, then come NRL, we had the Knights who were, yeah, up, up early and looking good, but they sort of collapsed a bit there. And then uh, the Broncos was the other one as well, um, and they got the chocolates against the George. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a good one for the for the Bronx. So uh, well done there, mate. I think on balance, uh, that sounds like a winning weekend for you, mate. So uh, so well done, uh, Pope. How did you fare? Uh, one and three mug overall. Go back to Thursday night and was on the overs there and was feeling pretty comfortable most of the night. Just yeah. wanted Cronulla to score some because Storm always do. So thought they would score some points at some point that never came. But so that missed out. Friday night I was with. The mother on Newcastle, and that looked good early before getting overrun. Paramoinus, slight bad beat too. They're up by 16, I think, with about eight to go and two late tries for the Tigers. And we culminated in a win with the Broncos minus on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, um, very good. So at least a, a positive uh, end to the round uh, for yourself. And, uh, and, and boys, for me... I had five bets uh, that I was putting up. Started with the Cats, so that was that was good to get that one. Um, Port, I got GC, um, I got and um, missed on the total over for the Hawks. Um, we spoke about that last week on the podcast, and I was I was happy to to put that one up. And um, and I ended up falling in uh, Modler on the doggies actually. And I put that on on the email to the subscribers, and uh, of course that they were uh, absolutely dreadful um, on the. What was that? Friday night, I think it was. So, yeah, missed on that. So three and two uh, for me. So 
on balance, we probably maybe just had our noses in front as a group. wasn't uh, our best weekend by any stretch, but um, but hopefully that's what the punters have, have realised um, is that if we don't have a good weekend, more often than not, we're not having a, a terrible weekend. So, um, you know, we're able to sort of just keep an even keel and then every now and again, just really uh, fleck up, uh, which is uh, which is great for us and, and also for the listeners as well. Um, boys, Let's talk some bad beats. So, Pope, you alluded to uh, a couple of uh, things there. Uh, but, mate, what do we see over in the NRL? Um, uh, abbreviated rounds. I'm going to give them a bit of flair here. And I saw this on social media that, yeah, we, we could go down the core market route there. Marg and Parramatta were a bit unlucky and, and maybe I was a bit unlucky. But I saw one bet in the Parramatta West Tigers going, same game, multi, paying 900 to 1. <laughs> Anytime try scorers and a first try scorer for Sean Lane went over, scored, gone to the video, and you got ruled out in various dubious circumstances. I think it was a nitpicking one to pull up that. So, bit of flair, 900 to one. Obviously, in, in hindsight, it's his first leg, but so you'd be ruling that just uh, and cursing that video ref who um, can be prone to volatile decisions up in the bunker, Monk. And um, did we have some decent cabbage on it, Pope? Do we know what the steak was there? I, I don't think it was insignificant. I think it might have been. I think it might have been a pineapple from Ooh. what I saw. Uh, yeah, that's a bit painful, isn't it? Uh, yeah. That would have uh, set his weekend up very nicely. Uh, that little collect. Um, yeah. Never mind. Month in, <laughs> month in Europe to mid mid July to mid August. That would have covered that quite comfortably, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, very good. Modlay, do you see anything over your way, mate? Uh, probably. Uh, Hopefully, I don't steal your thunder, but the most obvious one would have been the Suns uh, win after the siren against Richmond um, with, I think, Noah Anderson with a kick after the siren there. Um, and not only the head-to-head, but also I think at Toppy they closed at, um, at plus one and a half there. So so if you happen to take the line instead of the head-to-head for whatever reason, you would have uh, you would have just copped it there as well. So a bit of a nasty result all around for, uh, for Tigers fans there. It was, and uh, Reese uh, was one of the listeners and, and one of the guys on Twitter. He um, he was going crook at Castagna too, and I think Castagna stats wise um, only got the two behinds. Um, but in my mind, he had four shots at goal, so um, and and didn't manage to get one through the big sticks. Now, whether my mind recalls correctly, but I, I remember two where he was doing that stupid thing, walking back with his back to the goal and. He did one on the left foot, one on the right foot. He had that one running into open goal. And I'm pretty sure there was another one he had another time that uh, that didn't even register a score. So, uh, Castagna. And, and the other one, Modler, um, one in the clock back, similar to Castagna, was on the Thursday night with Dangerfield. Zero goals, four. Um, now, you could make an argument that a couple of them, you know, weren't – one was on the left, one was from the boundary after the siren. I can't remember another one. But there was one which was basically a snap you know, 45 uh, degree angle, probably only about three meters out, like running in pretty much open goal and he's hit it on the wrong side of the ball. So, oh, danger. Um, so that's a tough one there for the uh, SGM backers and the like uh, that get stuck into those anytime goal scorers for sure. So <laughs> that's that's a bit, bit nasty, uh, that one. Um, boys, we've got some more uh, listener questions. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about um, some stats. Uh, so we'll maybe we get that at the mid midway part uh, after AFL. Um, so we'll have a quick chat about what stats we pay relevance to um, when we're considering our betting. Uh, and uh, we'll obviously get into the AFL now. But before we do so, all the prices that we talk about are coming to you from Top Sport. 
Um, our great Australian bookie, uh, Tristan and the boys uh, do a fantastic job looking after us and looking after the punters as well. So if you're not already signed up, get to topsport.com.au. They're a great organization. Um, bet with them. Keep it keep it over here, the, uh, the, the cash that is. Um, but Pope, are we ready to talk some AFL? Let's do it, Marg. We start Friday night at Marvel. Western Bulldogs v St Kilda. I'll let you uh, take it away from here, mate. Yeah, my numbers uh, would suggest that I uh, I should be with St Kilda, um, but uh, but I'm not sure that I can be. And um, it's pretty, geez, they're pretty uh, pretty stinky teams to be on at the moment. You know, they they both had a real um, a bad couple of weeks uh, for these teams. So um, look, Pope, I think it's depending on how that price. If it really kicks along and the dogs get out to too big of a favourite, you know, if we get something stupid like double figures or something like that, I'll, I'll be forced to have a go on the uh, on the Saints. But but right now, I think it's a it's a big fat pass for me. A couple of things to be aware of: Saints, uh, Saints, Mackenzie potentially coming back for the Saints, and um, Norton uh, questionable. And I think uh, Modler will, with his price, uh, talk to someone else who's coming back too. Good segue, Modler. What are you seeing in this one? Yeah, as it stands, I've, I've kind of got it uh, pretty much on the market, but it's, it's you know, obviously more said than done that Bailey Smith will come straight back into the side from his, um, from his suspension. And, and uh, yeah, given that, I'll probably have a slight lean of the doggies. And, and as we spoke about in the, in the pre-production meeting, uh, Mug's favourite, Josh Bruce, is a, has been in some rare form in the VFL, so there's a chance he, he might slot back in as well. The Messiah, he's coming back <laughs> to, to deliver him. Oh, please. Oh, all this talk all season. Oh, we haven't got Josh Bruce. We haven't got Josh Bruce. Spare me. Like, I, I'm not having any of it. Uh, that's absolute garbage that Josh Bruce would have saved this season. Anyway, <laughs> that's my rant on Josh Bruce. Uh, we head over to the City of Churches on Saturday afternoon, Mug, which I think most people in Pavement might think this is a skinny line. The Cold Crows, 252 against the Hot Pies. Fifty three. The line is 11.5. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right on it um, as it is. But um, if Collingwood get back Darcy Moore, I, I think that's a huge inclusion and that's a possibility. Adelaide may get McAdam, uh, but but more is more important. Uh, more is more important uh, for uh, for me than, than McAdam for Adelaide, even though I do think he's an important player. Um, so I'd have to, uh, I'd lean the pies at the, at that line now and um Still may find my way into them. I, I did. Um, I think I intimated on my tweet uh, on Sunday night that I thought that 15, 16, uh, wherever that was, was a little bit high. Um, but um, I, I didn't want to be uh, really betting uh, that that number. But um, but yeah, it's come down a bit, and uh, I think the pies might be a play. But let's just let's just hold on. Mother, can you find something in this game? I can, um, but not uh, in line with what the mug's thinking. I'm sort of leaning Adelaide's way at the moment. I notice, uh, yeah, Adams is likely to miss for the prize with the uh, concussion protocol. Um, so, yeah, uh, I haven't actually plugged him out yet um, and still liking Adelaide at the price at the moment. So yeah. with him out, yeah, we have a decent lean, I'd say, on, on the Crows for me. Yeah, that, that's interesting. And, and and to be fair, Modler, you know, I'm, I'm fairly on it at the moment. So that... You know, you saying that might even uh, be enough to scare me off, mate. I, I, I respect 
respect the model and, and what it does. So given that I don't have a really strong lean, uh, I, I just about stay away. So people talk about what stats do we uh, pay attention to? I pay attention to modelers' stats. That's, <laughs> that's what I think I pay attention to. Well, no, another good segue. We'll start with you here, Mug. It might be another interesting one on Sunday afternoon, the nation's capital. All the COVID-ravaged Brisbane Lions, Dolph 41 favourites, GWS 290, line is 16.5. Oh, very difficult, Pope. Um, yeah, just just difficult to uh, to get a gauge on on where this game's at um, and who's, you know, ins and outs. We saw it last week with Brisbane. They just didn't quite look themselves, did they? So, you know, do they get all of these players back? Um, tricky, tricky, mate. I, I really can't be be speculating on this one now. I'm going to have to just, uh, you know, I guess you give up a little bit of edge potentially by, by not being able to do something early. But, um, mate, I, I'm just going to have to sit out on this. Yeah, fair enough. Modler, I'll get the feeling you're a bit less ambivalent than this one. Uh, I am, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, as, as teams were sort of announced last week, I've got a lean to GWS, but as Muggs alluded to, there's, you know, potentially nine sort of normal starters for the Lions that could slot yeah. back in. There's four or five with the the um, COVID and there's the likes of Rich and Zorko that might come in as well. So it's it's kind of hard for me to, to make a call at the moment. And even though I've got a lean to GWS, I'll probably wait to Thursday night before I have an opinion on it, I'd say. I'll stick with you here, Modler. Tough day at Arden Street. The Kangaroos at $7.50. Tigers, dollar nine, forty-one and a half point underdogs with the interim coach, Patch Adams. What are you saying here? Yeah, actually, it's it's been a while, but I don't actually have a lean towards North um, in this game. Uh, so I'm probably going to shoulder arms with this one and, and, yeah, listen to what the mug thinks. Yeah, my... My number was on the opener, Pope. So um, I was up around that 48 number, and I think there was some uh, 48, 49s uh, to start off with. We're down at 41 and a half now. Um, maybe Kane Turner comes back in. Uh, Richmond are going to lose Lynch, and uh, it looks like uh, the big um, Nank, uh, I think. Um, or, or no, sorry, maybe the Soldo. They're going to lose Soldo, but maybe maintain Nank, or could be the other way around. Anyway, I'll have to double, double check that. Um, but they get back Bolter, they get back Gibkiss, they get back Vlosten, they get back, back Cochin. So a little bit out, but plenty back in uh, for the Tigers. At that number at the moment, um, I could only be on the Tigers. Uh, but it is still a really big number, and I probably don't really want to be on it at the 41. Um, we could get some, um, I don't know what the right word is, uh, but, uh, you know, some some money coming for the ruse on the back of the, you know, the new coach and, and all that sort of business. Um, if we get a bit of that, uh, maybe I could find myself uh, on the tags, but uh, but probably not at the 41. Yep. Tricky. Uh Two salivating matches Saturday night, Mug. We have the Blues at the MCG, two off 35 outsiders against the Red Hot Cats, eight and a half outline. Yeah, my number's at four. Um, so I, I probably favour the Blues uh, in this one. But, um, but yeah, I, I just have that little um, in my stomach uh, that I'm not quite 
sold on it. So I think there's some better options coming up. Um, so I'll probably keep my powder dry on that one, Pope. Um, see, I'll, you know, market watch, see if it, if, it, if something silly happens in the price, then, uh, then I could be persuaded. Um, the numbers say my lean is Carlton, but I just haven't plucked up the, uh, the gumption to bet it yet. Yep, fair enough. Always got to analyze the numbers that you're coming up with. Uh, Modler, what are you seeing here? I've actually, probably for the first time this season, got the slightest of leans to, to the Blues here. Um, mm. I don't see any real significant ins or outs for either team. So, yeah, I've got them about 220 against the 230. So maybe good enough for a half unit for me. Um, yeah, but, but not much more for that at the moment. Mug, go to you here for the second game on Saturday night. You sort of tease this Sunday night that you found this an interesting game. Brio and Swans over in the West. Take it away. I thought the market would move the way that it did. And uh, I just sort of let the listener or the, the followers on Twitter know that if you like Sydney at this number, it might be an idea to back it now because I had an inkling that it might drop down a little bit. Um, but... Uh, I'm, I'm all aboard the Frio train here. At home, eight and a half. That's basically saying that Sydney is a higher rated team than Frio. And I just cannot have any of that. Like, there's no way. I, I, you've got and, – and go and check your metrics. Check the premiership odds. Check you – know, go and check whatever. Frio will sit above Sydney on most of those. So um, I can't have that the market is saying that, that, uh, that Sydney is higher than Frio. Give me Freo. Uh, I'll probably uh, be mainly head-to-head on this one because um, Freo are getting better at putting points on teams, but I still have that <laughs> that long-seated, uh, you know, um, tough and, uh, you know, toil sort of Freo sort of style game. So I probably will be more head-to-head in this one, which is probably rare for me. I, n- I normally stick to the lines, um, but I will have some line as well. And, um, yeah, give me Freo here, Pope. And what would you, be your level of investment with this sort of confidence that you seem to have, Mug? Yeah, I'll be. I'll have a. I'll have a couple of. Uh, what will I have? What have I? I'm just thinking what I've already had. <laughs> uh, I'll probably look to have uh, a unit, uh, maybe a unit and a bit profit on the head to head. So you're going to have to invest uh, a little bit there, and I'll probably have. One to two units. Uh, no, I'll probably have another unit on the, on the line, I'd say. So at least at least, at least, least two units, maybe three, invested across both of the head-to-head and the line. So, yeah, I, I quite like this spot, Pope. Um, Swans feeling pretty good about themselves after win. Um, Freo going well. And, and that's a big trip, you know, Sydney to Fremantle. And I wouldn't be surprised if they left the big man at home too. It could be a could be a passionate WhatsApp thread on uh, Saturday night. <laughs> Mother, can we find a consensus bet here? No, not quite at the moment. I've got Freo right on the market at about a dollar fifty-seven. I've got them. Um, so yeah, no lean at the moment for me. I just noticed that um, Swans are saying that Hickey's a good chance to come back in and potentially Kennedy as well. But obviously, if um, yeah, if, if Buddy, is, as Muggs alluded to, doesn't suit up, and that, that sort of negates a bit no, of that. No, so <clears throat> they'll lose Laddams too out of that modeler as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, as it stands, no lean for me, but keen to see what uh, happens with teams on Thursday. Yep. Our Hawks, Mug, and also couple that with a Sunday night tweet here minus 24 and a half, Hawks style 23, the Eagles 420. 
Well, actually, I, I was a bit um, reticent to put this one out because I didn't have the money on it that I wanted to on the Sunday night. Um, so I put it out on, on Monday. I still didn't get the money on it that I wanted. But um, but 15 and a half, I thought way too cheap um, for West Coast. You know, I, I was sort of talking West Coast up for the last few weeks um, against uh, Essendon and against uh, Richmond. Um, but, you know, against Richmond, I guess that they didn't really cover the, the line to the degree that I thought they might have. And uh, and then on the weekend, they really let themselves down. Uh, Hawks have always gone pretty well against West Coast at the MCG. Uh, I think Mitchell uh, has got the plan uh, against them. And where's their spirit at? You know, I just sort of think, Jesus Christ, you know, like this time of year, coming over to, to Melbourne, I do think that Again, I think the big man uh, for West Coast is a strong chance to be left at home again. Um, you know, what's he got to prove by coming over and playing Mel- uh, playing uh, in Melbourne against Hawthorne at the MCG in front of no one? Um, so I think that could happen. Uh, my number is still a lot higher than the 24. I liked it at the 15. I still don't mind it at the 24. Um, yeah, give me the Hawks, Pope. Yeah, like it. Two games in a row, strong from... Margaret Mother, you like the Hawks. They were impressive on Sunday. Can you back it up with a funny bet in this one? No, unfortunately, at the moment, I've got this right on the market and probably closer to having an edge on West Coast than, than the Hawks at the stands. I've got uh, West Coast 425 uh, with some potential sort of ends as well, McGovern, Langdon, Cripps. Um, so, again, yeah, no land at the moment. See what happens with teams on Thursday. What of on the fence here from the from the model tonight, something a little bit different. Uh, Mug, the reigning premiers, mm. lost four of their last six. They are 14 and a half point favourites, dollar 42 against Port 290 in Alice Springs on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky tricky fixture. When I saw this uh, come up, I, th- I thought, geez, I, I want to be all over Melbourne here. But then I saw the fixture and thought, oh, geez, that's in, that's in Alice Springs. Um, that's That sort of changes things uh, a little bit. Um, you'd think Melbourne bounce back, you know, don't you? Um, but at the line, my line's 14. I think we're at 14. Um, uh, you know, my, I'll, I'll bring my number down a bit with Oliver out probably to, to 10 or 11. So probably at the price favour port. Um, but... Um, and they, they potentially get McKenzie back in too to strengthen their defence. Um, but uh, leave me out here, Pope. Well, at that time on Sunday too, Mel, you could be booking a six-week holiday after the Freo and Hawks game or you might be in the field. No, so gamble responsibly, Pope. I'll, uh, it'll be a nice win, but none, none of that sort of stuff. <laughs> Mola, what are the numbers coming up with here? Yeah, before before um, Oliver's out, I, I sort of lean to to Port and and yeah, obviously with his out, it's it's sort of fancying fancying them a bit more here. So um, yeah, it'd probably rate them about two thirty ish, I'd say, uh, with Oliver out. So I'm definitely happy to, to have a play at Port here at the moment. Nice. Uh, we'll stick with you here, Mother. Can Suns back up their or for an emotional high on Saturday night? Can they back it up? On Sunday afternoon, they are three and a half point favourites and dollar seventy-eight against the Bombers. Yeah, I'm actually uh, lumping for the Bombers here. I think it's the, the model sort of found the Bombers and, and potted them, you know, at the right occasions for the last few weeks now. And as it stands, I've got them about a dollar eighty. So, yeah, keen to get involved at the moment at the two hundred seven for sure. Bombers favourites, Mug. Do you concur? Um, oh, I've I've got the GC as 
four point favorite, which is pretty much you know where we're at three and a half. So um, probably nothing for me here, uh, really, Pope. I, I'd, I'd probably just sit back and have a uh, a watch at a you know really spirited Gold Coast. So I'd, I'd be keen to see how they go. You know, I, I guess Essendon have got got their tail up a little bit, and um, you know. Yeah, let's let's see how they go. I, I I would love to see Gold Coast go down there and and knock off uh, Hawthorne's old enemy. Yeah, nice. Well, got a few games there where we're going to be pretty heavily invested. So make for an interesting review next Tuesday, Monk. Certainly will. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Just a quick one. Uh, yeah. So Mark uh, Crookshank. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a racing man and uh, and a good man. Um, message uh, and it was great to have a bit of interaction and and guys we're always interested in your feedback you know <laughs> us three blokes sit around and and talk about what we think you want to hear about but uh, but you know message in um respond to the email uh direct message whatever uh ask us some questions we're, we're happy to talk to him but but he was asking um what stats we pay attention to there's a lot of stats in football both codes you know oh this team's beaten this team the four out of the last five times they've played or this team hasn't won at Leichhardt Oval since blah, blah, blah. Pope, is, does any of that sort of stuff mean anything? Um, and does it mean anything to you? Minimal. I, I really tune my ear off to history. Most things history-related. Team A has been Team B at last 10. That player scored four times last six against that team. Like It does nothing for me. Mug, in terms of how I think about betting, like it, it's such a a lot of these things are pretty fluid in player movement, coaches, year-to-year now. Like it, I think is there's minimal sort of year-to-year translation. Often, I think occasionally it's, it's got some relevance, but anything history-related, I just find there's a little value from a betting perspective to talk through what doesn't interest me, I guess, in, to, in how I formulate opinions. Yeah, okay, interesting. And for yourself, Modler, um any of that sort of stuff does that um, does does that mean anything to you from a betting perspective? I know you, you know you've got your own method with your model and so forth, but um, yeah, what's your feeling on that? Yeah, not 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 so much the stats, but um, I think we've spoken about it a few times on the on the podcast where um, you know North well still still are, but you know they were having a horrendous run against the line. I think I don't know how many in a row it was where they. But they didn't even cover the line, let alone get close to winning. But I think they were falling short of the line by about, you know, 25 points at one stage before the game against the Pies this weekend. And, um, yeah, rather than sort of, uh, you know, feed that into the model, I'll probably say, you know, if my model's liking North every week and, and they're not getting close to covering, I'll probably sort of sit out on betting them. So it's, mm. it's not a direct input, but it's probably, it probably shapes how I end up betting, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the, the one thing that I always uh, find interesting when you hear about people um, saying, oh, they've covered the spread the last four out of five or, um, you know, when they're a certain amount underdog, you know, they're a really good bet uh, and this type of thing. Uh, I just can't pay any attention uh, to that sort of stuff at all. Um, I, I think there are anomalies, but they're not anomalies in the sense that it's got anything to do with covering the spread that time. It's about the home ground advantage. It's about the opposition. Like a lot of the time it will be coincidental um, 
that they've that they've covered it, and it's actually related to something else that it's uh, that it's actually um, that's actually transpired. I think you know the two good examples that teams that cover a lot. I, I think West Coast Eagles historically are one of the highest cover covering teams, and but that comes back to what we've been speaking about recently on the recency bias. They come over to Melbourne, get it handed to them. Everyone thinks they're crap. People forget to factor in home ground advantage and. And then we get the benefit of the line movement there. So, um, you know, the fact of whether they've they're covered, like they've the, the, if they've covered, is that the reason to bet, or are there other factors inside the bet that are actually contributing to that? So, I think the listeners probably need to think about home ground advantage and player movement more so than the blanket rule of covering the line, um, because I guess that's a that's an outcome uh, of other things that go into that into that bet. So I'd say probably look at player movement and uh, home ground advantage more uh, than that. And Geelong is perhaps another example too, where I've even had to adjust my home ground because I've I was used to bet the the plus that many times. I'm like it's not right, like it's wrong, it's wrong. But Geelong keep finding a way to cover. So what have I done? I've increased my home ground advantage when I factor that 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 team in. So I think that's probably more relevant. Um, uh, in in that sense, Pope, is there something statistical or uh, stats in rugby league that you actually go, you know that that does mean something? I'm prepared to uh, to listen to that. Yeah, it was probably venue or yep. anything related to how a venue, um, I guess, performs or how a venue is related to points scored or lack of points. I think that's that's pretty impactful. Like it's. Um, We've touched on it a bit this year, especially Ballarat, the win in Ballarat, what that does. And I've said about Amy and Suncorp especially, they're overs ground. So um, regardless of the two teams playing, even if it's teams that haven't scored, I find the venue's got greater impact, that the style of football played at these venues are conducive to attacking football. So I find that anything related to that pretty valuable, that the venue, if it's a point-scoring ground, I'll back that over if... uh, team that's lacking in point scoring goes there. I, I still think they'll find ways to score if the conditions suit. Yeah. Modler, something that you yeah. do pay a bit of attention to? Probably not so much anymore, but but way back in the day, and, and um, it involves a logical one, actually. Back back uh, early doors when we, we for, the, for, the, for work, we built a futures model, and this is probably pre-having sort of access to player information, so we were just throwing as much team-based information at the model as we could. But um, one of the interesting things that was uh, significantly found um, was uh, if you had like a, you know, like a derby or a showdown or, you know, a big matchup like Carlton Collingwood, those kind of things, the, um, the, the, the final margin was a bit, uh, bit more compressed, you know, towards zero than, than the model would spit out. So say if the model, you know, might have thought, you know, a derby was a, a 30 point win, you know, we, we actually bring that in a little bit. Um, just, there was just a bit of an X factor there around derbies that, um, yeah, that, uh, you know, weren't found in other games. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a huge lane, but it was, it was significant enough to, to bring it in a bit. Yeah. And I think we've spoken about that, haven't we? In both codes in the Anzac games. Um, yeah. I think there was an SCG game between rabbits and roosters. That's, yeah. that's a big clash. Um, we've spoken about the Easter Monday clash between Geelong Hawthorne. Hawthorne always like, even when we've been pretty crap, seem to go pretty well against uh, Geelong in that game. Um, so yeah, that that uh, that absolutely uh, rings true. And in terms um, of stats, I'll just um, if I'm really borderline on a bet, 
Um, sometimes I'll dig into the actual uh, team-based stats a little bit. Not, not you know, has this team beaten this team or any of that sort of historical rubbish that Pope uh, was referring to before, but, but more so, you know, the key pillars of how a team plays, contested footy, clearance footy, marks inside 50, intercepts, um, those types of things, you know, so that, those, those really key uh, metrics um, for a team, sometimes I will go into that if, if I'm looking for a little bit more detail about a bet. Um, so hopefully uh, that uh, helps with the listener question there. Um, give a little bit of understanding about what we pay attention to and what we don't pay attention to. And um, yeah, hopefully that helps uh, with uh, your betting. Boys, uh, we've got about uh, eight minutes here, uh, Pope, because uh, you've got to uh, toddle off uh, to another call. Um, but uh, let's talk some NRL, hey? We've got um, the big one first. Uh, before we get into the NRL, let's uh, let's go to the state of origin because it's game three. It's uh, it's Pumpmas Eve uh, for you, Pope. I know you're really keen uh, on this one here. Let's get the prices up. State of Origin, Game Three, Queenslanders at home, three fifty versus New South Wales, a dollar thirty-two, nine and a half. Now the line, Pope. What's happened to the line? We were, I think, at two, two, three points last week, and now we're at nine. Yeah, our man Munster out with COVID. Yeah, and big and big move, obviously, like converted try. That's gone, Murray. Tell Luggies also out, minimal impact, but it's all about Munster. So big change there, but it's too big. Mug, it's it's gone too far. And I think the mother and myself were on this page last week and it's sort of kept it's kept going. I think it I think it's just too many up there. I think one off game, the impact of a major player then out decreases compared to what it would be over the course of club football. And I can't get this. That close to nine and a half, really. Queensland, a 10-3 in deciders at Suncorp. Like, it's a massive advantage up there. I, I hit it over the head a little bit last week, but it's it's huge. So I'll be back in Queensland, plus nine and a half and 350 in this one. It's such a – it's the biggest advantage in rugby league up there. So I have the Maroons getting up here and at the very least keeping this pretty close. Lovely, Pope. Um, Modler. Yeah, as, as uh, Pope mentioned, I think I had the game close enough to pick them last week and obviously changes with, um, you know, with, with Queensland's outs. And it looks, just looking at the site now, it looks like it's official that Dean is 5'8". So plugging him in, I've got Queensland about 280. Um, so, yeah, decent decent edge there against the 350 available. And I'd probably be inclined to, to bet, as Pope's mentioned, head-to-head and, and line as well. Yeah, and um, Pope, you asked me before, level of confidence, like um, how much of a go do we have on this? Yeah, I'd have I'd have a unit or maybe a unit and a half even on the plus here. I'd, I'm relatively confident like that the degree decreases when you're losing such a gun. It, yeah. It's not enough where you can go multiple units, I think. But as I say, like, I just can't see this being a blowout. Like, there's so much at stake in these deciders that – um, unit, potentially unit half on the line here and, and half a unit head to head. Love it. Uh, very good, boys. Other markets, um, where are we going for our man of the match? Um, uh, any other try scorer type activities? Yeah, I'll flick through. I think Unders is a bet too here based on that. If okay. Queensland are keeping this close, I think kept the point, there's not a lot of points on off here. So 39 and a half is a big number. I don't think there's 
a game's got the 39 points in some club decider um, since the, the early 2000s. So um, they, these are relatively tight affairs. So I think that's a bet as well. To answer you, your question, man of the match, Mug, to just go 520 for you on the New South Wales train, I, I think you can. That's worth some investment. Tedesco, Cleary, very short here at 380 at topsport.com.au. And but touch on the last game, not off. They don't often give this award to the same player two games in a row. So I think you look elsewhere. Tedesco, 520. But there's there's two players at 13 dollars that I think are really attractive. One from each team. Isaiah Yo, yep, played well in game two. Looked back to his best. And I think if Queensland going to win, Carlin Palmer's going to have to be influential. So. I think him at $13, which makes him in for about 27% chance of points of the winner, I think it's a fair bit higher the effect he needs to have on the game. So those who are 13 is probably my play. Oh, lovely. Okay, thanks for that, uh, Pope, and some great stuff for the listeners there. Modler, did you have any uh, angles on those other markets yourself? No, no, I'd, I'd just be throwing darts with the player markets. So uh, in the interest of time, I think we'll... Uh, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> Very good. All right, boys. A quick, uh, a quick run over our normal uh, NRL uh, uh, comp uh, round eighteen, and it is despite the uh, state of origin Wednesday night. Pope, she's a full round, so we've got a couple of games. We'll flick over here. North Queensland Cowboys uh, taking on Cronulla. Dollar seventy seven. The cows two oh five. The Sharks. We must have a couple of points. One and a half there. Uh, what do we see? Yeah, team's got named majority of Cowboys players aren't backing up in this one from origin. So that's a, that's official. Dearden has been named. I think you take a bit of a chance he doesn't play or he's, or he's backing up with short nose. Influential player for Cowboys. Cronulla, highly impressive against Storm last week. I'm backing the Sharks here at the $2.05 mug. Okay. All right. Very good. Modler, do you line up there? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I've actually got uh, Cronulla decent favourites at about a dollar sixty-five. So wow. very decent edge against um, against <coughs> excuse me against the Cowboys at the moment. Um, yeah, and, and impressive last week with with Nico out as well against the Storm. So happy to be okay. involved again. Terrific, uh, boys. Uh, Para versus Warriors, perhaps the most unaffected game uh, of the round. Um, we've got a pretty big number here, Pope. Uh, Sixteen and a half the line. Para. Uh, 114 and New Zealand um, 575 uh, back the other way. Uh, where are we at? Yeah, the largely affected by origin for, as a starting point. So we get a decent read at this one. Margaret, you don't know what you're getting with, with Para. They're going to play finals, but you can't back them with, with any confidence. And conversely, Warriors coming over to Australia, off an emotional high, albeit a couple of weeks ago. Um, the, the Australian form is going to be interesting to watch. But I'd probably lean the way of the Warriors on the back of a win at home, a bit of confidence. Got Reese Walsh back. It's a big number, six and a half against Parramatta, who are volatile in their form line. All take the points here, and six and a half is big enough for me to have an interest. Okay. All right. Very good. Modlar, what do you see? Yeah, nothing here for me. I've got Para right on the market at $1.14. Um, yeah, as mentioned, no real sort of origin um, ins or outs. So, yeah, happy to leave this one alone. Okay, mate. We'll uh, stick with you here, Modler. Um, you're Manly. Um, Manly Seagulls at home, $1.35. We know the models like this, but it, as at times like the Knights as well, and that's who they play, three twenty. And the line here, Modler, we must have a few points on offer here. We've got eight and a half of them. Uh, what do we see? I should preface that by saying there are any family and friends back in Newcastle. I'm definitely a Knights man and not a, not a Manly man. But... Um, 
Yeah, I've got a slight lean to, to Newcastle here. I've got them right on $3. There's a lot of, um, you know, potential ins and outs back up from origin as with all these games, uh, DC and Trevojevic and then yep. Ponga Gagai and others for the Knights. So, um, you know, as it, as it stands, uh, lean to the Knights, but definitely a, a watch from that one. Yeah, okay. Pope? I'll probably lean the same way. I think it's one game that if you see Cherry Evans or Ponga clutching a hemi on Wednesday night, get on the betting app for this game. Morgan may be trying to pick off a price, but I do learn the same way. Newcastle, they did concede 40 against South, but this sort of form on has been improved in the last three weeks. So I think I can find a way to back them here. Um, fair degree of trepidation with Paul and Jerry Evans backing up. So might want to hold five till Thursday. However, I do think Knights are quite attractive at the price. Okay. Um, and uh, Wests uh, versus Penrith. So we've got three fifteen Wests, dollar uh, thirty six uh, here for Penrith. And uh, and again, we must have half a dozen or so uh, there. I would suggest no, another eight and a half. Sorry, uh, eight and a half points the line. So boys, where are we at here? We can talk to this one with a degree of confidence. Mug, none of the Penrith or- Origin contingent are backing up. So I think this line's going to keep moving towards West. I'd get on them now. They're, they're a bit of a basket case off the field. However, having to, this is going to be ironic, having talked about history um, being inconsequential, they had an origin-affected game last year when Penrith were flying and West beat them by 20 when they were missing Cleary and Luai and the like. So they still look a decent side on paper. But when you take out the spine of any team, it's a big impact and... They could only score six against Tigers. So I think you can back the Tigers here at the plus and head-to-head. Okay. All right, good. Modler? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. As it stands, I've got West about 275. Um, yeah, interestingly enough, with, with the players sort of not named from the get-go. So, yeah, with a degree of confidence, I probably West. Uh, agree, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, there's a, a good consensus bet. And just quickly, I know we've got to run quickly. Is there any uh, angles to be had in teams that have got quite a contingent of uh, origin players where they get on the cans um, post the, you know, the Queenslanders, if they have a rousing win, they're, they're smashing cans, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, scientifically, there's a few ways to look at it. Like teams that need to win, they're more likely to, to back up than teams that don't. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way. Like someone like Broncos, that's who's got, They've named a fair few of the origin players, but you're right. Like, um, there's a few of those midstream forex goals getting sunk on Wednesday night, I think, for if, uh, Queensland victorious. I think they might just forget about the midstrings and go the full <laughs> the full hog. Um, uh, very good. All right, boys. Well, I know uh, Pope's got to run, uh, so we'll uh, wrap it up there. Um, with that, Pope, can you sign us off? Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win. <laughs>